Welcome back to Sunday Snippets. I'm glad to have you here. Today we have a topic that is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the spiritually weak and for the people who haven't really broken out of the system of religious thinking. If you can think for yourself and you're brave enough to go into the space within your own heart and decide for yourself what is true, this podcast, this Sunday snippet is particularly for you. The question we are raising today is, are God and Satan twin flames, right? Because obviously this is all things twin flames when we talk about twin flames, how they're tracked or divine counterpart. But the person we know as God in the Christian context What is his relationship with Satan? Is it a twin flame relationship? And why am I even bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because if you think about it, yin, yang, good, evil, right? Think about the yin and the yang. They're two halves, but they're in the same circle. You know, God represents good. The the devil represents evil, right? And so this opposite nature, this yin, yang nature is very twin flame-like. So the question I want to first start by asking is, is God capable of evil? Is If God is everything, if we understand as God as everything, right? Can an aspect of God be evil? See, a lot of times we put God in a box and we say, okay, God is, God is love. And after doing my research, I realized God is love, but he's not just love. There's other aspects to his identity and to his being. There are other shadow aspects, necessary shadow aspects, as some religious scholars call it, that people call the devil. And this Sunday snippet is to explore, and you be the jury, okay? You be the jury. This Sunday snippet is to explore, is God Satan? And is Satan God? Are they two aspects of the same being? Okay, so obviously, like I said, I say all the time, do not take someone's word for this. They don't have scriptural evidence. If they don't have any type of evidence to back up what they're saying, they're simply just giving a nice opinion. First of all, let's look at the words God and the devil. God is simply good without an O. Devil is simply evil with a D on it. We've taken forces and we have characterized them. We've anthropomorphized, whatever that fucking word is. You know what I'm talking about. We've put human traits into forces, into spiritual vibrations. And so if we get out of this context of thinking of God as a person, because it is a force, and we stop thinking of the devil as a person, we think of it as a force, it's easier to understand, wow, these energies are opposite of each other and they kind of work in conjunction to one another, right? So, First of all, let's go to Isaiah 45, verse 7. Here's what God says. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Wait a minute. What? Did did, did I just read that? I did just read that. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 7. God says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. God is everything. When we say God is love, that is true. But that's just the the perception of God that you have. But there's a shadow aspect that encompasses God as well. One that is capable of evil and that embodies evil. Because God is simply everything. 
Why? And this is not to say that God is evil. This is simply to show you also that the darkness works for the light. You would not be where you are right now if it wasn't for those dark moments. When we say evil, I don't mean negative. I don't mean terrible. I mean shadow aspects that need clearing or that expose and give contrast and bring out the light that is within us. Okay? Again, he says, I make peace and create evil. And this is why it says, we talked about Jacob and Esau last week, right? Malachi chapter 1 verse 3, people, this is a very popular verse that people have contested and debated. He says here, but Esau I have hated. He says, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. How can God be capable of hate? It's because hate is included it's a vibration and god is simply everything god the universe source is everything and it's simply one aspect right it's simply one aspect these are all emotions this is just one aspect of the energy okay so we'll go into some more scripture because i really want to show you this okay so two two scripture verses right off the bat here's another one for you 1 Samuel chapter 16. Okay, where did this first go? First, first Samuel chapter 16. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Let me repeat that. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 14 to 15. Verse 14, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Okay, so this is strange. We've, we've never explored this before. No one has ever talked about these verses before. No one's ever even explained to me properly how God could hate Esau. No one has ever properly described the fact that God created evil. You see, and this is not a bad thing. This is simply showing you the shadow aspect of God, right? And this is bringing more awareness to what the devil is. The devil, Satan, means adversary, okay? So again, we're talking about the spirit of the Lord departing from Saul and the evil spirit from the Lord troubling him. The contention I am making is that God and Satan in the Old Testament are one and the same, They are one and the same. Satan is just a shadow aspect of God. And trust me, if you stick around, these these verses are going to get really interesting, especially towards the end. Okay, so another verse in 1 Samuel chapter 19, it seems like God likes toying with Saul. 1 Samuel 19, uh, verse 9, And the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand, and David played with with his hand. And the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul. Again, we see it here. What's up with this? Evil spirits from the Lord? How does that make sense? If we think that God and the devil are so separate, how is evil being emitted? How is it being produced, secreted from source, from love, from God? Could they possibly be one and the same? Just as we are not just good, we are not just bad, but we are whole, right? We simply have different aspects to who we are. The same might be true for God. John chapter 13, verse 25, verse 27. We talked about this. We talked about the story of Judas. And it seems here that Jesus was in compliance with the devil. 
It seems like Jesus was in compliance with Satan. Look at this, okay? John chapter 13, verse 25, verse 27. And look, I'm giving you scripture references. I'm not twisting any of these words. I'm literally reading from, like straight from the Bible. This is directly from the Bible, okay? Directly from the Bible. And I'm giving you these verses so you can cross-reference, so you can call me on my bullshit if I'm lying. So John chapter 13, verse 25 to 27. Leaning back against Jesus, he, which is Simon Peter, asked him, Lord, who is it? Who's going to deceive you, right? Verse 26, Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon, uh, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered him into him. Who gave Judas the bread? Jesus. And as soon as the bread entered, or as soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Do you see how Satan and Jesus were in compliance here? Do you see how there was some cosmic divine play? Do you see how there was an intermixing of light and darkness, of conscious and subconscious energy, of of what we call good and evil forces, of conscious and then also shadow aspects? As soon as Jesus gave the bread to Judas, Satan entered into Judas. So if that bread was infused with Satan's spirit, guess who was holding it? Jesus. And so Jesus told him what you are about to do too quickly. He understood Jesus was in control of this situation. He was in compliance with, with the Satan here. And Satan simply means adversary, okay? This is a little snippet I took from a Hebrew study Bible, okay? It says, almost every time Satan appears, the word Satan appears in the Hebrew scriptures, the definite article ha, which means the, is affixed to it, making it the adversary. So when you see Satan, it's the Satan, the adversary, the devil. Proper names are not preceded by the definite article. I'm going to repeat that. Proper names, proper names are not preceded by the definite article. This is why we say David and not the David. This is why we say Noah and not the Noah. This is why we say Moses and not the Moses. What this little snippet is trying to say is the devil is not the name of a person. It is simply a title. It is simply a label for a type of energy. Okay? Now, what's interesting is um, the devil is usually uh, seen or portrayed as a serpent, right? Now, there is a group uh, or a tribe of Judah called the Levites. And Levite stands, or it, it, it translates in Hebrew, Levite translates to serpent. Again, look this up. Levite translates to serpent. So this is a serpent tribe, okay? This is uh, the deceiver tribe, okay? Numbers chapter 1, verse 50. Instead, appoint the Levites to be in charge of the tabernacle of the covenant law. Who was in charge of the tab of the tabernacle? The holy of holies, the holy place. It was the serpent tribe. Over all its furnishings and everything belonging to it, they are to carry the tabernacle and all of its furnishings. They are to take care of it and encamp around it. Interesting, okay? So let's take it a step further. Not only is the serpent tribe... And the serpent is closely related to Satan, right? Think about Adam and Eve, serpent tempting Eve to eat the to eat the fruit. Look at Exodus chapter 32, verse 26. 
So he, which means Moses, he, so he, Moses, stood at the entrance to the camp and said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the Levites rallied to him, pay attention now. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, each man strap a sword to his side, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other, each killing his brother and friend and neighbor. The Levites did as Moses commanded, and that day about 3,000 of the people died. Wait, what? The people who were in charge of the holies, uh, of the Holy of Holies, people who were in charge of keeping the tabernacle safe, the people who were in charge of where the Holy Spirit, where, where God resided in the tabernacle, were said to strap on a sword, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other, killing his brother and friend and neighbor. And they killed a total of 3,000 people that day. Um, that doesn't sound like someone who's in charge of the Holy of Holies should be doing. How does this make sense? Especially from the serpent tribe to the, the serpent tribe is in charge of the Holy of Holies. But this holy tribe is also committing these heinous crimes. How does this make sense? Do you, do you see how there is an interplay? There's an intermixing of energies here. And that good, evil, they're all the same because they encompass God. They encompass the universe. Okay? Now, this is the most interesting one. Okay? So pay attention. This is the most fascinating. I think this is the most interesting little... Little... Uh, I, I'm not going to say it's a blunder. This is here for a purpose. Okay? This is in the Bible. Again, everything I'm saying right now is in the Bible. Please look it up yourself, especially this one. Especially this one. First Chronicles chapter 21. I'm going to read to you the first eight verses. This, this is going to sound dry, okay? But I'm being very, very slow with this, especially with what I'm about to read for a reason. I'm going to read every single word. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. I don't care if it's dry, okay? This needs to be said especially when I cross-reference it to another chapter in the Bible. It's going to really blow your mind. Promise you. First Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1 to 8. First word, Satan. Satan, okay? So here's the picture. We have Satan. Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. So David said to Joab and the, commandment, and, and the commanders of the troops, Go and count the Israelites from Beersheba to Dan. Then report back to me so that I may know how many there are. But Joab replied, May the Lord multiply his troops a hundred times over. My Lord the king, are they not all my Lord's subjects? Why does my Lord want to do this? Why should he bring guilt on Israel? The king's word, however, overruled Joab. So Joab left and went throughout Israel and then came back to Jerusalem. Joab reported the number of the fighting men to David. In all Israel, there were 1,100,000 men who could handle a sword, including 470,000 in Judah. But Joab did not include Levi and Benjamin in the numbering because the king's command was repulsive to him. This command was also evil in the sight of God. So he punished Israel. Then David said to God, this is the last verse. Then David said to God, I have sinned greatly by doing this. Now I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. David is remorseful. Why? Because he, because he was compliant with what Satan told him. Satan told him to take a census, right? For the number of troops. And so he sent Joab, his, his chief commander of troops, to go take a census. Joab didn't want to do it. And then David ended up feeling guilty. 
He says, I have sinned greatly by doing this. Now I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. Now, we, I'm, I'm going to read to you 2 Samuel chapter 24. I'm going to read you some verses, okay? We're going to go one, two. Uh, we'll go for the uh, couple of verses here, okay? One to, we'll go one to six. Remember what I just read, okay? Now we're in 2 Samuel chapter 24. Again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel. So now instead of Satan, we're starting off with the Lord. And the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he incited David against them, saying, Go and take a census of Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab and the army commanders with him, Go throughout the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and enroll the fighting men, so that I may know how many there are. David was conscience-stricken after he had counted the fighting men. And he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. Now, Lord, I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. What? Wait, what? Did you hear what I just read? Did you hear what I just read? I'm going to read to you the first two verses again. Again, the anger of the Lord burns again, burned against Israel. And he incited, who's he? The Lord, the anger of the Lord, the Lord incited David against them saying, go and take a census of Israel and Judah. Wait, but in first Chronicles chapter 21, it says Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. Who told David to take a census? Was it, was it Satan or was it God? Or are they same person? You tell me, I just present you all this evidence. The very same exact story where David felt guilty for taking a census and said, God, please nourish me or, or, or cleanse me of my sins. I repent. I'm so sorry. Was that instruction from the devil, from Satan, or from God? You be the judge. I just present you the evidence. My contention is that God and Satan are twin flames. Because it is indistinguishable in the Old Testament and, you know, where it says God. In some other chapters, it says the devil. It says Satan. So what do we do with this? This is so strange. This is so interesting. Again, everything can be divided into yin, yang, right? God, good, devil, evil. These are not people. These are forces. And God is simply the all-encompassing, the all But that doesn't mean that there aren't shadow aspects, which is why God says, I create evil and I hate Esau. And that's why, why, why in the old Testament where it says, I, I, God, I will send, I, Hey David, I I want you to take a census. And in a different chapter, it says the devil, Satan told David to take a census. So let me know your thoughts, twin flames, our God and Satan twin flames. I presented the evidence. I trust that you will take this and not, especially if you're plugged into religious, to religious doctrine. Don't look, look, look within. Okay. Do your own research. I gave you all the biblical references, right? So this was today's or this week's Sunday snippet, a lot of biblical scripture that we went through, but I trust it was informative and it was helpful to you and your own journey. The point of all this is to look with your own eyes. Don't listen to anyone else. Go within yourself. Okay, peace.